This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. If you're like me, then you find that when you're texting or sending emails, there are certain things that you end up typing repetitively, like email addresses, phone numbers, common message replies, and you just wish that there was a way to send it faster. That's where Text Expander comes in. It works everywhere you type, like word processors, emails, messaging apps, and online forums. You can even use it as Teams if you have snippets that you want to manage for your company. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. That's textexpander.com slash podcast. This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. And I'm your co-host, Kaylin Less. Have you ever been in that time in your life where you were just overwhelmed? There was so much that was on your plate that you genuinely couldn't see how you could get it all done. You felt the stress building, the anxiety was building, and you just couldn't see a way out. These are times in our life when our systems, our models have failed. They've broken down. At any time we're in that space in our life where we're hitting up against the ceiling of our achievement, we're missing something. We're either missing a person in the form of a mentor, coach, or maybe a new hire, or we're missing a model or a system. This episode, we are going to talk about the model and the system side. We're going to talk about time. Ultimately, we're in the business of time. And every single day, most people without realizing it, spend their time. They don't invest their time. They don't have an expectation for a return on the investment of what shows up on their calendar or in their planner. This is evident by people who spend so much of their days in their inbox, going from meeting to meeting, getting distracted by people asking them if they got a minute, and they look up at the end of the day, they were so busy, and they question if they got anything done. Folks, there's a clear difference between activity and productivity. Activity is just being busy. Productivity is doing what matters most. Today, we're gonna walk you through what it looks like to Realize that there is a better way. There is a way where you actually can every single day invest your time by having a relationship with your goals so you achieve extraordinary results. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen they're chef-created, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Jeff, how do you know when your system is breaking? I think we've all had that moment when things in our life were working and then suddenly it's not, right? You, you were in a rhythm on something and you were, you're like, okay, this is great. But then there's a change in your life 
whether it be in your personal life or in your professional life. And all of a sudden, you can't operate business as usual. Has there been a time for you like that? Absolutely. For me, there was a season where I was on the road a lot traveling and it was brilliant for a while. Like I was chasing sunshine and I was on one coast when it was miserable on the other side of the country and seeing people I loved all over. And for about a year, it really hummed. Like that rhythm and system, I I felt very in control of it. And suddenly when it started to dissolve and my control of that situation started to evaporate, Mm. I felt like I was constantly disappointing people, constantly missing out on things that people were counting on me for. And the stress of not being able to sort of wrap my hands around it, it it was really, it was just really painful, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do? I had to make choices about what I was saying yes to and what I was saying no to. Uh Because the yeses, there was no more room for any more yeses. And as my plate got more and more full, the stress of what I was holding really started to get real. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The reason that we're recording this today is you and I recently are both experiencing what it feels like to have a system for your time that worked and has broken down. And we actually got some foreshadowing for this. A year ago, Gary Keller stepped back in as CEO of Keller Williams. And with that, Gary selected the people that he wanted to take on more responsibility. Jay's been working with Gary for over 18 years. And Jay, when I when I got hired, Jay's one thing was writing books. So, you know, he has the publishing department here inside of Keller Williams. And then he has writing time every day. And that was his life. You know, he had time with his team there. He got to write. He was investing in our business. And all of a sudden, when Gary steps back in as CEO of KW, Jay's responsibilities blew up. Suddenly, he went from having one department to having four or five departments. Like just the span of control exponentially grew. The demands for his time went through the roof. And all the systems that he used to have in terms of having writing time every single day, having 411s on Monday, having his networking coffees on Wednesday mornings and date nights on Wednesday nights, all of it shattered. And he completely had to reinvent the way he invested his time. He had to move from E to P all over again. And little did you and I know that it was right around the corner for us too. Yeah, sometimes you see those those hints of what's happening in the future and sometimes they just catch you off guard. <laughs> and you look back in hindsight it and you think, oh, I should have seen that coming or the tells were all there. But when the systems break, it very much, for lack of a better analogy, is a domino, domino effect in every area of your life where you start to have to challenge the way you've done things before and invent new ways to be better. Yeah. So we we mentioned the idea that Jay and you and I have all had to move from E to P for people who are new to the one thing. What does that mean? Moving from E to P is a concept that you're moved from acting entrepreneurially, which is really relying on your natural abilities to get things done, which a lot of people have, they're very talented and our natural abilities can take us pretty far. But there comes a point when that is not enough to move you through to the next level. And getting purposeful, that P stands for purposeful, when you start to look for models and systems that you can leverage and integrate into your life so that you can move past your natural abilities and that ceiling that was that was holding you back and you can just smash through it and take it to the next level. Yeah, the, the thing that makes most people high achievers is they they naturally are talented in an area and they have success. Yet there is 
a ceiling over their achievement. And if Gary Keller has always asked, it's, it's, it's not about what's the best you can do. What the best you can do is actually irrelevant. It's what's the best that can be done. Who in the world is the absolute best at doing that thing? And why not study the absolute best when it really matters? When it comes to your one thing, when it comes to something that is super important, don't rely on your natural abilities. Understand that that will have the ceiling. So let's, let's think bigger and let's identify the best that can be done and adopt those ways of thinking. And this journey, I mean, this is one of the three commitments in the book. It never ends because once you shatter through one ceiling, you start to achieve even more and then you hit a ceiling there and you have to continually find the next level of model and system. Yeah, and I would add to that by saying that often the natural abilities that get you from point A to that first ceiling are not the skills you need to break through the next one and mm-hmm. the next one. And so it really does grow on itself and the the layers with which you need to just examine what you're doing, why it's worked and what's not working so that you can move it to the next level. Yeah, so one of the things we wanted to talk about today was what do most people do? when it comes to managing their time? What is the model that most people follow, whether they realize it or not, their entrepreneurial approach? And what's that first iteration that they make of moving from E to P? And how does that look like over time to where you and I are now, where we're coming up with a much more advanced model and we're going to share that with all of you today so that you can choose how you're going to begin. And with that... You know, it's this model that we're building. We will probably outgrow it too as Heck well. Yeah. It is not something that you do once and that it, then it's bulletproof and you never have to do it again. It continues to evolve and you have to have the courage to evolve with it. That's right. That's right. That's why it's a commitment to constantly move from E to P. So, Kaylin, when most people out there in the world, how do they decide what they're going to do with their time? I would say a lot of people, they respond to what is thrown at them. Hmm. And some people are really great at it. Like they can take a lot on and can solve problems, put out fires really quickly. They can answer emails, run to meetings. They can show up for everyone else, but they are not necessarily treating the most important thing like the most important thing. The most important thing often is the thing that's looking at, staring them in the face or shouting the loudest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think this is evident because... So many people that from the members in our Living One Thing community to the people inside of the companies that we've been training, they sometime between Friday afternoon and Monday morning, open up their digital calendar, see all the stuff that's scheduled there, the things they've been invited to. And then they just, all the other stuff that pops up, they try to schedule around in the time that remains. And that will get you certain places. That can get you promoted. That can get you to achieve goals. And the challenge with it that people don't realize until they're in too deep is they treat everything like it matters equally. They find themselves running from meeting to meeting and constantly feeling like they're busy, but not getting anything like it matters done. And that's when they most people realize initially they're hitting their first ceiling of achievement. I've got too much to do and not enough time. And that's when it starts by looking at the book and saying, okay, when we, when we say time blocking, scheduling time for yourself to do your most important work, there's three things that we suggest. What are they? Time off. Got to time block your time off first. And Gary even says that extremely successful people, they don't think of their vacation time as what they do between work. They think of work as what they do between their vacation time. Like that's extraordinarily successful people. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you have time off because you know you're going to need it because you're pursuing extraordinary results. 
The second thing, Jeff, is having time every day for your one thing. So being clear on what the one thing is, that if you do just that one thing, everything else will become easier and necessary, and you time block it, and then you honor that time block. And for some people, their one thing is the same every day. For salespeople, they lead generate. For painters, they paint. And for some people, your priorities might shift. Your one thing might be the single highest priority for that day, having time that day to do that one thing. And then the third thing is planning time. Just once a week, having that time where you have the space to stop running, to actually reflect back on the week, to ask, what were my priorities? How'd I do? How do I feel about that? Based on that, what do I need to do differently this coming week? And then for those of us in the community who use 411s, that's when you update your 411. It's when you get clarity in your priorities for the upcoming week and make sure that those are time blocked. Having those three simple things of blocking time off for vacation, whether you know where you're going or not, just placing the boulder in the stream, being the type of person that has a block of time every day for you to do whatever matters most, and having time once a week to plan, that is that first ceiling that people move from. And folks, the rest of your time, do what you want. Jeff, help walk us through like what's important for people to know in this model, like this blocking these three things. This is the 80-20 rule, right? The, the 20% that generates 80% of your results. If you, When you become the type of person who takes time off so that you're recharging your batteries, when you become the type of person who every day has time blocked to do your highest priority, whether that be for 10 minutes, doesn't matter. And then when you become the type of person who has a weekly rhythm of planning, that's the 20% that will generate the 80% of your results. And we have a rule. This is not something that was etched in stone that you can't replace because sometimes life does happen, right? Things pop up that might you might have had time blocked for your one thing and there is a meeting that you must go to because politically, the consequences would be so high if you didn't show up. Here's the rule that you need to remember. If you erase it, you must replace it. When it comes to those big rocks, if you erase them, cool, you must replace them. Saying no to those things is not acceptable. And for so many people, like the people that we work with in our community, this is that first step for them. It's just getting out of saying yes to everything that's on their digital calendar and then reacting all day long and then saying, no, I'm going to be the type of person that can place a, a boulder in the stream and I'm going to make things flow around it. And I'm going to learn what those distractions are. I'm going to learn how to start saying no to things. I'm going to learn how when a time block gets violated that I replace it elsewhere. And they really strengthen that muscle. And all of a sudden, they just feel so differently. What have you seen in terms of the ways that they feel? I think most people, when they think about time blocking, it seems really simple. They're like, I got this. And they block the time and then they don't honor the time block. Yeah, that's right. And what I would say to that is that blocking the time is the lead domino. Like you may not honor that time block the first time. Maybe you'll miss it the second time. But if you keep making that appointment with yourself and you start to build trust with yourself that you can honor it, even if it's just for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is, to show up and do it, you'll watch it start to slowly, very slowly and very quickly, all of a sudden start to grow. And you'll, in hindsight, you'll look back and you'll think, wow, that was so hard to do the first time. And now I can't imagine what my life would look like if I wasn't doing it this mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you've been working with us almost two, almost, year, two years. almost two years now. I mean, how has it shifted for you? It's a learning curve all the time. Like, that's what's beautiful about it, right? It's that you don't just master it and then you're done and you check that box 
and you move on. It's that it continues to grow. And I would say that I've gotten really a lot more clear on small adjustments that I can make Mm. that can help me honor my time blocks versus me having to have the discipline of doing it in an environment that does not support me. Mm -hmm. I mean, just this year, I moved my desk out of sightline from Jeff Woods. I moved (laughs) all the way around the corner. (laughs) So true. Because it was one thing that as much as we can get things done and we are very, we are very productive, but it doesn't make it easy for me to honor my time blocks when he can shout out from his office. Or same, same. I can shout and ask you something. So I just moved. Moved all my stuff and got out of sightline. And that has been phenomenal. This is the first time she's sharing this with me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't tell you that that's why I was doing it. What Did I? <laughs> no, but I was just like, okay, she moved. Cool. Yeah, but the, the thing that we want you to hear is... This is this is a journey, folks. It's the path of mastery. The moment you start to view mastery as a journey you go down rather than a destination you arrive at, it starts to feel achievable and attainable. So wherever you are in terms of how you invest your time, understand that, great, you are where you are. And how do you do even better? So one of the things that we will share that I, mean, I want to reinforce, just having time blocked for your time off, for your one thing and your planning time, that is the 20%. It's the 20% that generates the 80%. And when you start to get really good at this, you start to have results and more opportunities open up for you. You start taking on more. Your world gets bigger. And this is where we saw it happen with Jay. And then it really started to happen for me where I had a very good rhythm around my time off, time every day for my one thing, which last year was lead generation and time for planning. Got into an amazing routine with that. and. As the company has grown, there are more demands on my time that are true 20 percenters, um, making sure that I'm investing in the team more, being more present in the business, making sure that as our team is growing, I need to have time to recruit people and to onboard those people. That's a huge priority. And before I knew it, all my systems that worked last year were completely breaking. And so something that we did that we've we've started to do in a lot of our workshops when we go into the corporate world, based on the one thing planner, is have people start to create a model for their time. And that's what we're going to walk you through right now, because this is a very interesting exercise. First and foremost, why do we need to use something like a one thing planner versus just a digital calendar for people who may not know? Digital calendars are great for a lot of things, but they are not great for helping you identify what matters most. They are sort of a container for all the things. Mm-hmm. And you tend to, and most people, I should say, and most people, I would say, when they're looking at their digital calendar, they're zooming in on a minute-by-minute scale. Every 15 minutes, often, their time is scheduled. Whereas if you want to achieve extraordinary big things, you've got to have a bigger view of time. And a monthly planner, a paper planner that you can carry with you, it zooms out and you're literally carrying a year with you in your in your bag. Yeah, yeah. So one of the one of the other benefits of having something analog is nobody can schedule time with you. <laughs> nobody can send you an invite and it just show up on your planner. This is truly a place where you get to go to cast a vision for how you're going to invest your time, to get really clear on what that model looks like and to get it down on paper. Because then when you open your digital calendar, we still use both. Then when you open your digital calendar, you start to realize how much stuff has just been placed into your world without your consent. And you start to get to ask the question, how do I make an interview to keep it spot? 
Pay attention to that language, by the way. How does it have to interview to keep its spot? How does it earn the right to have a spot in my day? It earns the right by making sure you've got time blocked for the thing that matters most. Because if doing the most important thing is the most important thing, why do anything else? You know what else I would add to that is, Mm. have you ever gotten a new calendar or a new planner and it's pristine and there's nothing in it and it feels so precious? Like Mm, the first mark Mm. is, it's a big step. I'm pretty sure when I opened my planner this year, I heard Enya in the background. I was like, oh, so good. Well, congratulations. You are lucky, Jeff Woods. <laughs> but I would say that your time is that precious. Like that feeling of it being a blank slate where nothing can touch it yet. Like keep that in mind. Like don't let people violate that time because it's all you've got. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to walk you through an exercise that we've done inside of these companies because it just it shifts the way people thinking. So if you have a one thing planner, great. Bare minimum, you could go on the Google machine and type in like whatever month you're in when you're listening to this and type in calendar and print out just a blank slate so you can see the entire month. There's nothing on it. And the first question we would want you to ask is, is there a time this month that you might need to take vacation? And if so, doesn't matter if you know where you're going or not, just go ahead and place that boulder in the stream. Cross those days off and write vacation. And the second thing we would ask you to to identify is, what is your one thing? You know, for for me this year, I've I've got a one thing for my role in terms of driving growth, and I have a one thing in terms of my role running the company. They are different. My one thing for driving growth, lead generation. And so I have to ask the question, great, how many days a week do I have to be generating business? And I place a dollar sign on those days. So it might be Monday afternoons, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings. I just place the dollar signs on the planner. And then my one thing as the person who runs the company is succeeding through others, my teams. One thing I can do for that is 411s. That's Monday morning. So I put 411 on Monday mornings. So at this point, you've got time blocked for vacation. You've got time blocked for whatever your one thing is. We don't even need to get nitty gritty on what the time is. Just place the boulder in the stream. And then what day would you do your planning time? For me, it's Friday morning. So I place a P on the Friday mornings. And that suddenly just gives you at a monthly glance. This is what I'm doing on those days that matters most. Then you transfer that to your digital calendar where you open it up and go, hey, Mondays, I said I need time for 411s and I need time for lead generation. And you see other stuff that's scheduled on Monday, you're going to go, well, that doesn't make sense. How do I move those things around so that I can make sure I have time protected for those things? Oh, if I need to make sure that Friday mornings I have planning time, but somebody scheduled this time with me, I need to email them and see if they can push it back to later. The things that you might have blindly said yes to you're now at least pushing once to see if they can conform and move around your big rocks. I think that sometimes we underestimate how important those one things are because we just let others violate it and that becomes the normal. We get the normal is that I'm I'm doing my one thing, but somebody really needs me or I really want to be helpful or there's a fire and I've got to put it out. And so once you start to build the practice of building a moat around what is the most important thing each day, you'll realize, at least for myself, that awareness was thing one. That was my lead domino. And then I've gotten fierce about protecting the time that I have for my one thing. If someone wants to violate it, if someone wants to move faster than I'm ready to move because that's my one thing and I would have to trump that, I just get pretty protective. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I would also say, 
And for, for those of you who are listening to this, seriously, this is one of those episodes where listening to it, I'm sure you're going, yeah, this is great. This is something new that I haven't heard before. You try to put this into action, that's the game changer. This is an episode to put into practice. And I'll recap it for you. Get a blank planner. If you have a one thing planner, awesome. If you don't, download some sheet off the internet and at least print it out so that you can try and block time off. Identify what you think your one thing might be for the day. Place those boulders in the stream and have some planning time. Because then when you open your digital calendar, you're going to realize how the tool that you have been using to decide what you do throughout the day is actually not supporting you having a relationship with your goal. And then you start to realize you're going to have to start saying no to things. And that is hard for people. So here's a pro tip. If you are unwilling to challenge the things that are currently on your digital calendar that are not as important, if you're, if you're just not comfortable there yet, here's the pro tip. Fast forward a month in your digital calendar or two months in your digital calendar. Go ahead in your digital calendar and fast forward week after week after week till you finally get to a point where stuff just isn't scheduled for you, where it is clear. Well, oftentimes inside these companies, we see if you fast forward about 30 days, your calendar is not filled by other people yet and start placing the boulders in the stream. You can run around like a chicken with your head cut off for the rest of the month knowing with full confidence that when people start searching your calendar to see your availability, all of a sudden you're not going to be available during certain times and they will schedule around it. I love that. It works. While you're at it, give yourself a high five in the future and be like, oh, you're an amazing time blocking master. So Write yourself good. notes. So good. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, folks, think big, go small, trust the dominoes will fall. You really can do this. And again, we know that you all have so much more on your plate than just what we are covering today. Yet, this is about the 20% that generates 80% of your results. You get started just with this simple formula of blocking time off, blocking time for your one thing, blocking time for your planning time, and placing them on a framework like a paper planner, which is why we have a one thing planner, And using that as your compass, using that as the tool to help you have a relationship with your goals. Because then when you go to the digital calendar, you start to make your digital calendar conform to your model. And you know what's pretty cool is that after some time of scheduling that time off, scheduling your one thing, it starts to become second nature. It really does. And it's you now have this habit of not just thinking in order of priority, scheduling in order of priority, and then honoring your time blocks in order of priority. Yeah, and here's here's the other cool thing. We've, we've said in here a few times, relationship with your goals. Every single one of you, when you go down this path, is going to have a time where you realize, oh, um, I'm, on, I'm taking extra vacation this month. And because you have a bigger view of time now, you're going to realize, oh, I'm actually gone that whole week. And you're going to go, oh my goodness, I have to get a, an entire month of productivity done in three weeks. Or I have these other big things coming up and you're going to realize, you'll see visually, I only have five work days to get 10 work days of productivity done. And you start to narrow your focus down to what matters even more. Oh my gosh, usually Fridays are my planning time, but I'm on vacation that day. If you erase it, you must what? Replace it. Oh, so when, when does my planning time become? Thursday morning. This is what it means to have a relationship with your goals. You don't just erase it and say, I'll do better next week. When it's a big rock, when it's a boulder, you move it. 
You ensure that you get it done. And it's just like having a date with your goals every single week. And when you start to notice yourself in that rhythm, give yourself another high five because something extraordinary is right around the corner. I can imagine some people are thinking, you know, Jeff, that sounds great. But for me to get my one thing done, I'm waiting for other people to finish their one thing. And my ability to be productive is contingent on other people. How do I move the needle when I'm my actions and my success is dependent on my entire team? It's a fantastic question. And it's a fair question. And I would, I would encourage those of you who wonder this, would you benefit from having time on your calendar that is reserved so other people don't schedule over it that you can protect so that when you show up for it and go, hey, I'm waiting on this person, you might ask the question, well, what's one thing I can do to move the ball? How about I follow up with them? And that's, that is the time for you to go and have the conversations. And if it's truly out of your court, we all have more than one thing. What's the second thing that's on your 411 for the week? Start there. And if that's done, what's the third thing that's on your 411? That is what a lot of my time blocks look like. I'm really clear at this point, like from a, a big rock standpoint, lead generation and recruiting are very high on my list. Yet there are still other things that end up on my 411 on a weekly basis. And it's having those blocks of time reserved for me to accomplish those things on my 411. And everything else is just everything else. And for me, it's just doing it first. Mm -hmm. If I can hide and be invisible for the first few hours of the day... Which you have been doing, I've noticed. And sometimes when people see me, I tell them I'm invisible. I'm like, (laughs) no, 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 you don't see me. It's, (laughs) It's impossible. I am being invisible right now. And... That has been something that I thought would be hard to do, Mm. but not so hard. Once put into practice, that invisibility strategy is working. So let's dive into this because this is the idea of building a bunker. So you you used to have a cubicle right outside my office, Mm -hmm. which you moved to an aisle over so I couldn't directly see you or yell, Kaylin! Correct. Right? And she just moved and I'm putting it all together now. And I started... (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I also started to notice at some point in time this year... You just weren't at your cube in the mornings. So one day you just decided to do what? Hide. Okay. I mean, essentially, let and me break down. she still won't tell me where she goes, by the way. <laughs> he knows I'm in the building. Uh, so if there is an emergency, he can find me. But I think I was putting too much weight on what it means to like show up at work and say hello and check in and get, I don't know, be friendly, which I still... You're friendly. Don't get me wrong. I'm friendly. I try to stay friendly. But having that be a priority over just sinking into the good work and getting that like solid time in the morning, that's when my brain is freshest. Mm-hmm. That's when I my best ideas come to me. I know that about myself. I know that I'm a morning person. So why would I give that away to say hello? And the truth is, when I've needed you, what have I done? You just call me, text me. You figure it out. Yeah. And You've never, I mean, there has been times when I'm literally in the room next door and I just walk out. I'm like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because there's, and I'm going to go back to this moat, like because there's a gap that's just big enough between m- me and my one thing and the rest of the world, it takes a little bit of effort on my on my side to break it. And it takes a little bit of effort on everybody else's to swim the moat. So it has protected me from getting distracted. It has protected me from finding another thing that is probably also important, just not as important as my one thing. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So let's recap for everybody. Um, If you are in a place in your life right now where you are feeling overwhelmed, where you feel like, I just don't know how I'm going to get it all done. 
you are missing a system. You're hitting up against the ceiling of achievement. And what we would encourage you to do is give yourself permission to come up with a new model for your time. Get out a planner where the slate is clean. And first and foremost, ask the question, when do I need to have time off so I can recharge? And second thing, I would really start to ask the question specifically, what is my one thing? And if it's, if it's a consistent thing, awesome. If your role is constantly shifting, then maybe it's just a block of time. Figure it out. And when's your planning time? And start to just place those boulders on the planner over the course of a month. So you can really see, hey, over the course of the month, I need to have X number of time blocks for my one thing. I need to have, I need to sit down four or five times for planning. You can start weaving in, like I have date nights with my wife and my kids that are on my planner now, because that is something that really matters to me in my personal life. And I've got goals set. And I know, for example, this past Sunday, Amy and I had a goal of doing two dates this month. We haven't done any yet. And we looked and we said, we've got to get them done. But I'm about to travel for week. When are we going to get them done? Guess what? We're having two dates in one week because we're committed to the goal. So we were able to look at how many days were viable that we could do it. And we placed the boulders in the stream and lined up the sitters. Just place the boulders in the stream. You will look at that and you'll go, this is beautiful. I should frame this. We'll do you one better. Open up your digital calendar and frame it in there. Frame it in Outlook. Frame it in iCal. Frame it in your Google Calendar. Just place the boulders in the stream. And if you physically cannot imagine saying no to what's already scheduled there, fast forward a month and place it there. And then we'll talk to you in a month. And one thing to remember is just to stay curious with this process. Mm. When you hear it, and it sounds so simple, and Jeff has an elegant way of making things that are truly simple, but they are not easy. And Mm. so you will go and you will look at your calendar and say, okay, I think I can do this. I got this. I know it's just three things. But when something comes up, because life happens, take a moment and reflect and say, what could I have done differently there? How, what are the adjustments I could make? When do I need to get invisible in my day? When do I, <laughs> where do I need to move that is a safer spot for me to do my planning time and my one thing? And to stay in a place of how might you do it differently? How might you do it better? Because that is when you're living your one thing. It doesn't mean you do the thing and it's perfect. That's right. That is not, it's not realistic. I think sometimes people think, oh, I tried this, it didn't work, it's not for me. Per- perfection gets in the way of what's possible. Instead, celebrate progress. I'll say it again. Perfection gets in the way of what's possible. Celebrate progress. You will never be perfect blocking and honoring your time blocks. Ever. And let's acknowledge what your baseline is now and just start seeing if you can have some progress this week and have some progress the following week and the week after that. And that is why this idea of planning time is so important to look back and go, oh my gosh, I had all these time blocks for my one thing and I didn't do it. Why? What do I need to do differently? This is the journey, folks. Yeah, it's your opportunity to learn from yourself. When you're on the path, that's when you get the learning happens. Yep, yep. So if you do not yet have a one thing planner, we have inventory left for this year. You can go to the one thing.com slash planner. That's with the number one in the URL. Um, you can, it is available on Amazon now. And I'm going to give you a link because it may not be ranking on Amazon yet. So it's the one thing.com slash planner Amazon. That's with the number one in the URL, and you can get it there as well. I, we would strongly encourage it. It's designed 
based on everything we talked about in here, not only giving you a bigger view of time, but having space every day for you to declare one thing to track your 66-day challenge. And then a lot of the questions that we're sharing in here, every single month and every single quarter, there are dedicated reflect and plan coaching questions that guide you along the way. It literally facilitates a rhythm so you can have a relationship with your goals. And if you aren't using it, um, let's just say you might be hitting a ceiling that you don't need to be hitting. Yeah, you have such an opportunity to explore and to yeah. see what's possible. Yeah. So, well, there you have it. Our conversation on what to do when all your systems break and how you can move from E to P. If this episode has brought value to you, who's somebody you know that needs to hear this? I have a feeling this is going to be one that's going to get shared a lot. And, and it really would mean the world to us if you would text somebody this episode, because not only would you be doing a solid and getting lots of good karma, but this might be the thing that they need to hear that can just help them with the stress and the overwhelm that they are dealing with. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Please click the subscribe button so all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device of choice. And while you are at it, please leave us a rating and review on your podcast player of choice. We have been seeing them roll in recently with people sharing the praise for it. And it's just, not only does it touch our hearts, it also helps us reach more people and make a bigger impact, which is what this is all about. So thanks so much. And we look forward to being with you in the next episode. Thank you.